This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me are Cody in athleisure and Kyle in shorts. <laughs> it's like there's summer is happening here. We're After in a heat wave. Start, start the ticking time bomb down to winter again. Yeah. We've, we've got 12 weeks where we're at. <laughs> That's the key word. Again, we had a winter storm like last week or something. Yeah. And now it's just a heat wave here. It's a like, 90s heat wave two, yeah, two, from our winter storm. 14 days ago, we had eight inches of snow. Yeah. And now it's 90 degrees outside. Pretty much we'll always complain about the weather. Right. <laughs> So There's never our, a happy in middle our, here. In our non-Mediterranean climate <laughs> yeah. that, we, yeah. that we have here. Right, right. <laughs> um, but holy cow, this past weekend? Yay! That was awesome! Finally! <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Pew, pew, pew! We're all going to do it. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah! <laughs> we had yeah. A, almost a $100 million weekend. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and um, and Quiet Place 2 led the charge. And yeah. it was theater exclusive. Yeah. I, mean, I, I gotta, wonder why. I, I wonder why it did so well. Paramount, <laughs> a goodie bag of something like, I know they have dollar bills now, but still. A bunch of air horns so they yeah. can <laughs> go down. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yeah. No, I mean, we were hoping for at least adequate, but I really think that uh, A Quiet Place 2 took things up another level. Like it nearly made as much as the first movie did with yeah. theaters. I mean, most theaters are coming back. They have been reopened, but they still have like capacities in place and with the extra day. In some states. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, there was still some things that could have held this movie back, but you know, when you have a good movie right. and when people see all the promotion that you push out there, people will show up. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing their success and there's still yet an asterisk of, you know, pandemic policies. Now they're not as widespread as they were before, they're yeah. not as restrictive as they were before and they're they're not, they don't affect every theater, but there's still that asterisk there. And, um, and so to have success amidst that is amazing. And it's, it's I, just a boost of confidence for everyone. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the crazy number? What? Quiet Place 2 crossed $65 million for the seven day. 65 million. Yeah. That's I was awesome. going to say, I didn't it know held up would, during the week. I didn't know if we would see that. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked like, 30 would be a big opening. Right. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible number. I mean, Cruella creeped over over 30 million, but it's not theater exclusive, so we're not talking Cruella <laughs> well, today. We'll just say Disney, I would assume that they would be slightly embarrassed that Paramount, the studio that was at the bottom of the run in the last few years, literally yeah. the, the studio that makes the least amount of money, it kicked their butts on opening weekend. Oh, yeah. They kicked them like hard. It's so weird. You don't make a movie exclusive and you don't see good results from oh. it. What does this mean? Your content doesn't just transcend all <laughs> forms. And the other stat of the day is that uh, Crudes 2 has dropped all the way to number 14 in its 28th week of release. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on the top That's 20. That's crazy. It's not the top 15. Yeah. What you had, I think, the office record for the longest run. Um, ever. Ever. <laughs> you had you had Crudes playing for how many weeks, Ken? 28 weeks. 28 weeks. Oh, it's still going? <laughs> yeah. Just the oh. entire time. We added, we added a single show. Yeah. <laughs> to keep it going. <laughs> to keep it going. Just Let's to... keep this record going. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, before you had... Film reels and you couldn't. They didn't last twenty eight weeks. They didn't. No, <laughs> they got worn out. Yeah, they did. 
They got scratched. They got worn out. They got... And there was enough product that you... Yeah. You no, know. I mean, you ran through stuff because there was no competition. It was theaters. Yeah. And yeah. then it was home video. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> the but harbinger even, of doom. But yeah. even still, families wanted to escape. Yep. Yeah. No, it's wild. No, and I'm not going to put put Disney or Cruella down because they did sh- do a strong showing. I mean, there really aren't that many... 20 million dollar openings no. out there to speak of so the combination of all that is was just a phenomenal weekend for everybody so I, I mean i wouldn't be shocked if at those offices they're like please let's get a 20 million opening and yeah. then once they did they went well why wasn't it 30 million <laughs> like, it, <laughs> right. it, it, there'll never be a win but at least for you know theaters yeah. playing these movies this was a really good weekend, just, especially with everything that's gone on. I'm just so happy the theater exclusive film won the weekend. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Theater exclusive. And if it looks good and again, yeah. you just promote it well, people will show up. Yeah. We're, we're really excited. Um, we did really well in the drive-ins. I mean, even some drive-ins did a quiet place combo. Some did a Cruella combo and both of them did awesome. So that I, oh, I don't know in that scenario, you could have picked either film and done great. Yeah. No, it's we're back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. It, I'm it, loving it. But up, up, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Sponsor of my waist size. Saved it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all the trades have, have written and spoken a lot about the success so we won't harp on it i just wanted to be like yay it's back (laughs) oh yeah the potential is there we're seeing it now after all the depression that we've had to slug through this past year we deserve to just give ourselves a pat on the back and root for yeah all all, these theaters out there they all did great all the justification all the going out there pounding our drum theaters still matter theaters will make money now it's like okay i've been proved right here and it feels really good to be right (laughs) so again pat ourselves on the back so somehow paramount found themselves not only in your good graces but also on your shit list damn it i know (laughs) i know so close how is that possible (laughs) i wish i could like make the decision like separate these decisions as somebody just messed up in the organization and forgot about what was happening but yeah they moved paw patrol to going day and day with uh, paramount plus i kind of think What's happened is because of restrictions and everything coming back, Paramount and Universal the week before with Boss Baby realized that their chance to experiment with these day and dating release calendars is kind of coming to a close. Again, I I reiterate, there is no excuse for them going day and date as Paramount is a perfect example. Your film was number one. It brought back the box office. Why on earth would you then backtrack 10 billion steps and be like, let's go day and date for <laughs> Paramount Plus? I just. Kids love Paw Patrol and want to stay at home for it. No, but we, it was the first rated <laughs> G wide release we had yeah. since Toy Story 4. Right. Which was strangely rated G, I found out. Yeah. And that was the first G rated wide release since disney's penguins yeah i was gonna say the last <laughs> remember that Jim? We, we had a conversation about this because we keep getting schools that want to do field trips and watch movies in theaters but yeah. they only want g movies like g movies exist mm-hmm. out there and they for and they want it because then if it's a pg they have to get permission mm-hmm. slips so if it's just yeah. a g they can do it but they forget that g movies don't exist and in my mind i couldn't even i forgot that toy story 
was a G. It I thought it was be, a PG. It, but it sh- had to have been. But I knew like, that the it, last. Why would it be a G? The last they don't make G them. series was the um, nature f- documentaries yep. from from Disney. Those were all G. It was yeah, like the they had three or four and, films. Yeah. Like that. So. Yeah, the G movies don't exist. This was going to be a commercial wide release G movie, which would do with, phenomenal with the Nickelodeon tie-in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's a popular run, franchise. They run all their commercials. I, I mean, the few times that I've let our kids tune in, it's just like this toy, this toy, this movie, this show. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's in your face. It's aggressive oh, yeah. with the colors and the sound and the advertising. Oh, I'm sure it's right. only gone worse uh, since I was. Young. Oh, since they had Gak. And, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I remember Gak. <laughs> And the bedazzle like kits things and oh yeah you could wow. bedazzle your butt pockets it was awesome right <laughs> <laughs> All who of didn't that. love that and the paint <laughs> sprayers that would like do the swirly paints and I think they still have all that Crayolas like kits probably oh. at the dollar store yes but. <laughs> probably <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah that's only really yeah. schedule change that we have to talk about and it's just really unfortunate in the context that wow here we're celebrating the potential of theaters seeing that exclusivity to theaters earns more money exclusivity and and is better for you on the streaming platform down the road and yet here we are trying to put both both day and dating just to boost up those streaming numbers and you know what it is it could be too not only is the opportunity waning but you know they might have investor conference calls coming up you don't know where they're slugging a little bit on those yeah. streaming numbers and they need quick boosts right before a call with investors you don't think paramount is gonna sell the hell out of quiet place to 45 days after yeah. the release going to paramount plus the yeah. only place yeah. to see this yep it is out of theaters because it's run its course yep like makes they're gonna smoke it with this right it makes perfect sense the number one movie in the box office to Two, three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to... Uh, two weeks with, with Peter Rabbit there now. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> but, let's not talk about Peter Rabbit. <laughs> don't get her even okay. more Don't get me started on that. Well, I, think, let, I think that got worked out, too, by the way. Are we going to start on it? Are we going to talk about your booking strategies okay. with I'll just PR2? I'll just talk about it a little bit. It did get worked out. Um, I was able to make some adjustments um, and get Peter Rabbit. I think enough prints on the break to make to help sony out but to but in reality i'm holding back a lot of the little guys for uh june 25th because at the time you know you've just had cruella you just had spirit untamed you really don't need another kids movie it's like being a dead horse here so give it a little bit of breathing room (laughs) bring in an adult film and then play peter rabbit on the 25th with f9 and then hold it over fourth of july not only is Peter Rabbit theater exclusive, it so it'll have meat on the bones. You can play it off the break. Then you're not forced into having to play Boss Baby from Universal, which great. I'm sure it's going to be a great film. But dating, dating with Peacock, where there's a five dollar tier that it's available on and no premium upcharge, it just given that movie away. I mean, so. I'd rather support Sony and give them some dates off the break and protect the theater a little bit and have films that you can only see in the theater on those lucrative holiday corridor than to throw it away on a boss baby with a $5 ticket or $5, you know, streaming price. At least Peter Rabbit is exclusive. Exclusivity. At least it is exclusive. So 
for all the crap that we've been giving them for what right. months now after you were listing stuff like you know paw patrol boss baby mm-hmm. everything day and date it's good work sony make no. this yeah. one exclusive we we've said a lot of things about <laughs> sony in the past but it's frustrating on our part it just makes us work harder on the bookers end well yeah. it's not it's not even harder it's just we had 14 days notice for an mm-hmm. a title that rarely happens yeah i mean we are used to 14 days notice for an a title canceling yeah. or postponing <laughs> yeah. but moving up you know that's not something we're ready for no but we have an a title but we pivoted. In summer, yeah. We, we we adjusted. Last week was getting the stress out. Oh. But now we yeah. have a theatrically but, exclusive PG kids movie. I'm feeling really good about it. weeks in a row. We have Spirit mm-hmm. this Friday and then Peter Rabbit next week. You know, week. Peter Rabbit's going to be the <clears throat> last theater exclusive kids movie for the rest of summer. Is that right? I Well, Space Jam is day and date. Yeah. Jungle Cruise now is day and date. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I take that back. Hotel. Thank you, Sony. Hotel Transylvania. So I got to make Peter Rabbit last to hotel and then so hotel Cody, through. give Sony an air horn. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, got a little jam, Sony. Sorry. <laughs> but the you air, get what we're air saying. Air horn yeah. malfunctioned. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> Okay, yeah. guys. <laughs> so they'll have the only two theater exclusive kids products this whole summer. So I'm definitely supporting them on that as much as I can. Just hope they go um, wider with Hotel T2. Though they will. That's a big and property for them. Anything. That they will definitely go wide for that. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. Okay, what good. the issue with Hotel T is that it's sandwiched in between Space Jam and Jungle Cruise. And while those are day and date on their platforms, Jungle Cruise will have a premium VOD amount and the and the Space Jam HBO Max is a more expensive platform to get into it's still a $15 buy-in on that so so that um those two platforms don't seem to hurt as much although Di- I would argue Disney does is, quite hurt quite a bit but I think Jungle Cruise will transcend that a little bit I think it's a big property is Michael Jordan in um <laughs> in the new Space Jam no no it's everyone skip it <laughs> no but it's everyone's favorite player yes. LeBron it's James LeBron James and they made it cool they made it like Space Age and techie and and not to mention he just left the finals after the first round he <laughs> he has to, it has to be a great no, sign guys, for that movie right? his... it's gonna be awesome because he has all this time to promote it now <laughs> all right look is, at the bright side is his airness in it who's that oh Cody <laughs> Scotty Pippen <laughs> No. no, he's not in it. No, Michael Jordan is not in it. Oh. His airness. MJ, okay. 23. No, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> no yeah. thanks. The finals have made me learn that people hate LeBron James so much <laughs> that they will not see him next to Bugs Bunny. And that's a sentence I never thought I'd have to say. But <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot of words. Let them, get through, let them get through 4th of July. <laughs> They'll blow up some fireworks, let off a little steam, and then we'll be back. So yeah, that's kind of it for the summer. And so far, barring any other unforeseen changes, I really don't want to look so far into <laughs> July because I'm looking at the end of July now oh. for already, for stuff. I mean, we're already confirming F9s for the 25th and and Boss Babies and, and Purges boss, and Old. Universal's looking for those. Yeah, so you got there. so you got to take a look at that stuff and just kind of pre-plan on it a little bit, but. I don't know. I'm excited. It will be busy summer and good grosses, and we'll we'll do, do our best. And we have 
big titles all summer and franchise yeah. titles and yeah. Dwayne Johnson titles. And it's like a regular summer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Normalcy. <laughs> this oh, feels weird. It's this, been a year, but this, feel, this feels really weird. I feel like I've aged a lot. Like I'm haggard. And that, even though this year is easy, I don't know if I can keep up with it, but it's made us wiser as people can yeah. tell on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's ooh, it for my booking ooh. strategies. As far as SVOG updates, I still haven't heard um, anything from anybody actually getting the money. So as soon as I hear, I will let you guys know. But no news could mean good news. So there you go. Yeah. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. I think there might even probably still be money. So if you haven't applied, get the application in. It's not like anybody's getting any money right now to, anyway. So it doesn't hurt. Yeah. So now that we've been through that, um, how actually was Quiet Place? Because I didn't see it. Um, I took Memorial Weekend to to just chill and be pleasantly surprised when I got home about the grossness. <laughs> so. Get hammered two nights in a row? I in didn't. celebration? I didn't. I didn't. Maybe. That's not how I recall it. <laughs> I might have partook in some beverages before the weekend because i was a little stressed out but during the weekend i took that time to dry out and then once you saw the results then and you got hammered oh my gosh uh but a quiet place too was awesome like i would say it's about as just as good as the first one Mm -hmm. um yeah just being able to be in a theater the the largest theater and uh screening and the one that we have in town and just seeing people lining up. The lines were long. It was almost packed. I'm pretty sure they still had social distancing in, in place, but really, I bet if you looked up and saw the seats, you almost couldn't tell. Like, it was that filled up. And then right from the get-go, everyone immediately stops talking, and everyone uh, just gets sucked into it. And just about everyone, I felt like, um, was enjoying it as much as I was. Because you can kind of tell in certain movies when – everyone is on board with how good a movie is and that's what a quiet place was it was that type of you know theater experience uh that everyone has been craving for and the story itself is just good it just continues the story of of the family and after learning that they know how to defeat the aliens they just need to move on from their home and go out into the open world where they can find other survivors and from there hopefully they can be able to come up with a plan to take out the aliens and Pretty much the movie is just about the journey to get there, and it's just impressive what Krasinski as the director is able to do, just taking what he learned from the first movie and just amplifying his directing abilities so that way um, all of the scares still work so well, but the camera movements and the way that he was shooting the movie were just much more impressive, I thought, than uh, he was in the first movie, which is saying something, because he already did a great job in his first outing, so... Um, if you love the first quiet place, you'll love the second one and it's just as good as the first one. And it's the, it's the theater experience people have been wanting for a year and they showed up. It's clear. Do you think it'll hold up for the second week? You know, are we going to see a big drop off? I can't imagine with that review that we're going to see a 50 or 60% drop off. I mean, luckily it might be only 20 or 30. At first I was expecting a 50 to 60% drop off, but after what Ken just said earlier about the week grosses, uh, the seven day turnout, Mm -hmm. I almost think that it could be like less than 50% drop off. And, and, and and I don't know. I, I mean, the conjuring could, 
hurt that to a degree, but I honestly think the attention so much is on a quiet place right now that that drop is not going to be over 50%, and we're going to see some poorer grosses from Conjuring because of it. And But I, I can see why, though, because a quiet place too is really good well the, it has the rating i mean pg-13 it just yeah. opens the door to more audiences conjuring yeah. definitely an r and and the first one was a word of mouth film too yeah it yeah it sustained do you think this one it will do better because people are like okay is it good and how is the theater experience do you think there's hesitation still and by having so many people go out and have a positive experience that that might translate into more people coming out the second weekend being like, I'm going to try it now. I'm sure that there is going to be some people asking about, was it safe? But I don't know. In the screen where I was at, I never got the impression that many people were cared, cared or cautious <laughs> about it. And maybe mo the majority of them got the vaccine or maybe the majority of them have, you know, been going out and have been risking it to begin with, wh whatever the case may be. But just the impression that I got, I think as long as the movie's good, and you have a good time watching it in a the theater, mm -hmm. it's probably not going to matter it whether there's precaution or not. No, I'm just saying, like, maybe there's some people on the fence. You know, as we come out of lockdown, I've heard from several just acquaintances and people I talk to. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't want to go out. They're just, you've been told not to go out and you've been in your shut in your home so long that it's just almost anxiety trying to keep get you yeah you, you're kind of anxious to do it and you sure, sure. it's like you set baby feet like i'm gonna try to go in the store without a mask and then you're like oh that wasn't so bad <laughs> now it's like oh maybe i should try a movie and i feel like the more comp that confidence builds to get back into your normal routines and having a good film like quiet place might just help for that confidence building and the behavior of going out that's a good way to describe it because looking back my <laughs> anxiety moment of coming back to like the theater was unhinged and tenant which was like eons ago now yeah but <laughs> almost a year ago last year july <laughs> yeah um yeah that's crazy to think of um so i kind of get like i'm probably more comfortable with it now as compared to someone who didn't go see tenant or unhinged but i guess there there could be that but i don't know at the same time i feel like now that the vaccine has just become so much more available that people are really ready to move on, move on and yeah. um, get out of their homes, especially with summer, like just around the corner too, uh, or yeah. just starting now. I think we've all gotten vaxxed and maxed out our belt buckles and yeah. it's time to get out and about. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my gosh. Ken and I, the, the last movie I saw in the theater was, was Tenet. We went together and we were the only ones in the mm -hmm. theater and it was, that was weird. But so, it was great though, It right? was so good. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I love that. <laughs> that it's prized great. experience. It's great to have the theater experience of yeah. uh, camaraderie, but also it's great to have like a private screening. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was you awesome. want one or the Outside other. Outside your house, it's like <gasps> on that huge screen with yeah. the sound and stuff. It's like, they made it for me. Exactly. <laughs> so one or the other, exactly. So, Ken, you saw Conjuring today. How? What did you think of that? Because it's Friday, it's opening tonight. We're worried it's going to hurt Quiet Place a little bit. What What are your thoughts? It was barely rated R, I would say. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Well, from what I saw at the end of it, because um, I walked in on the end part of it and then got sucked into the movie, um, it didn't look like it should be rated R There's at all. a little gore, but I think they overreached by making it an R. You know, it was one of those, but it had Patra, Patrick Wilson and uh, 
Vera Parmigiana, whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. Barbiga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she kept her clothes on the whole time. So <laughs> I mean, there was no reason for an R rating. It was, it was fine. It was mm-hmm. your standard scary movie. The little boy was a little too cute to be possessed. If that makes sense. Aww. Like he was a very cute little boy. Okay. So <laughs> but that's how they the get you. get possessed. What? Yeah. No, I need a kid to have like a sloped forehead or something. Like I need somebody to have like Just an aggressive, you, an aggressive lazy eye. for you to it digest like, it. It was like a prime Jonathan Lipnicki getting possessed. Oh. Like that ruins it for you. It's like all of a sudden Gary <laughs> McGuire turns into an exorcism movie. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was right up there with the, the standard yeah. conjurings. I don't care for scary movies. I mean, they tried to build a story and make it like this is happened in real life. And then they play the, the audio from real life at the end. Yeah. But it's like, okay, they, they took a lot of liberties here with oh, this so many. 30, oh, for sure. yeah, 30 yeah, yeah. seconds of audio <laughs> where people are like, yeah, he was definitely possessed. Now take this and stretch it into two hours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that was the other part of it. Not that... You know, we, we need two-hour movies when it comes to big blockbuster releases. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the standard is two hours plus. But this could have been 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, A Quiet Place. Both A Quiet Place movies are 90 minutes, and they're perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they jam it into 90 minutes. There's no... Yeah, they nail it every time. So aggressive. keep it on 90 minutes. Don't make it two hours. So no I, need. I don't like scary movies at all. I'm just... I'm not a horror person. I don't like any of that. Um, I definitely don't like movies where if bad guys win at the end of the day or get off without consequences, I hate that. But I got sucked into the end of this movie. Like, it almost made me want to watch the whole thing because the ending was really good in my book. But I like kind of happy endings. I mean, the and it has time, a pretty happy ending. First time an eight-year-old gets possessed, you're going to be like, <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I missed I, that part. Why did I watch that part of it? Yeah, I'm so glad I missed that part. Yeah, if you watched the first part, then your review for that would not have been. I mean, as no. far as... <laughs> The film, the genre goes, the special effects were great. Yeah. The story was good. I'm glad to see Patrick Wilson and um, what Eggplant Parmesan, whatever her name yeah. is. And I mean, <laughs> it was it was good. There were good actors. It You know, it's just, it's not my cup of tea. But right. for a horror audience, it fits great. I mean, yeah. we had Unholy I love ha- out there that did some business with an Easter release. Yes. This being a summer release is going to do much better. Much better. Yeah. It'll, it's at least an R-rated movie that has backing behind it. But it's it. a light R, it sounds like. It's not a really sure. hard R. And that's... I wish they had something a little bit above a PG-13, but not an R where you get the hard R's lumped in with it. No we, nipples. Yeah. Like, we need a no nipples. No maybe, thrusting. Maybe <laughs> F-word rating for the... For that, PG thirteen can get away yeah. with one F word. Like PG eighteen, you can only moan <laughs> off camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While or, we're at it, let's bring back G rated movies. I wish you know what would be a good one would be M A. You know, like the video game for mature audiences. Is that NC seventeen? No, no, no. Okay, we should have M A. I sure. I think that should be our, what we campaign on. We should do that. We should campaign the board to get an MA rating like in video games because at least audiences would recognize that as mature content. And then with it next to a PG-13, you know that it's like teenagers and above type of thing they without just need, having the stigma of an NC-17. They just need to get they just need to change the whole system. It's just yeah. it's time for an update. But mature versus then R would be like restricted like there's lots of boobies or lots of drugs or 10 billion f-bombs then you get that hard r sure 
Sure. Arr. Arr. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> SSI is going to start promoting that. On the of, site. Why not? Instead of the XXX, it's RRR. Arr. <laughs> Arr. Rating of three R's. <laughs> so. All right. So uh, what do we have to talk about next? Um, well, not a lot happened in the news cycle this week that I think we need to put our two cents in, except for... Um, MGM being bought by Amazon. And now a lot's been written on this and stuff. And we talked a little bit about it last week, but it was it, what changed was kind of interesting was that the Skyfall inspector uh, screenplay writer ex- did a New York times article and he talked about how this could affect bond moving forward as from a writer creative perspective and I, I thought that I thought he had a lot of really good points. So if you have time, I definitely read that article from him um, in the New York Times. But because um, it, it's just, I think he nails it on the concept of a corporate entity buying a legacy media studio, and this corporate entity being something not in our industry, coming from the tech or whatever world, aviation it could be anything, coming in and churning that legacy media company into just a content slaughterhouse where they just go in and and just get all the content they can for their for their whatever it is their streaming service streaming or whatever needs they have in other words water wet (laughs) yeah i mean this has happened since the beginning of films with product placement and advertising in films and yeah, but I think, you know, it's not there, it's not there's that a different. There's a new flavor to it where they come in and because they see the studio and the and the content more of an asset, they're just so quick to like water down that asset. It's not about being creative and creating art for them. It's about turning out content and that kind of like mechanic component of that. I think it, there is a real fear. It really would um ruin what it can be in media in movie media this like really experienced culture you know uh creative side that gets diminished because it's just like hurry up get this out to these audiences we're hitting we're checking off boxes not creating anything spectacular here yeah what i got out of his article um was that he's worried that the feeling that you get of bond and how sacred of a well it it is content but how sacred of a franchise it is is going to be taken away by um an outside corporate company who doesn't know much about filmmaking or is just on the cusp of learning about filmmaking is going to take away that um prestige aspect of this franchise and it's just gonna water it down to where and you it's know, it's just things. a bunch of, you know, spinoffs, TV mm-hmm. shows, miniseries, movies, maybe movies that are day and date. We have no idea. And I don't think his article was very well written in how he's trying to come about, uh, explain it this way. But I think if you read between the lines, you'll get the understanding that we're getting to is that we're just worried that with James Bond that under Amazon's control is that it could just be really could just be another piece of content rather at least being shown as content with like a prestige element he was using james bond as an example where he said you know these these entities come in and then they want to evaluate each part so i think he gave the example in the article like maybe audiences don't want to see james bond drink anymore so his classic martini 
scenes would be cut because it's yeah. like, oh, maybe he shouldn't be drinking and then driving a vehicle or, <laughs> and shooting people. Or like another example was, you know, maybe audiences don't want him to be having the British accent anymore. Maybe or English right. or whatever it is. Like maybe they are are feeling um, it's not global a, a disconnect enough. from well, yeah, it, themselves. James Bond's not a global enough character being rooted in in be, having an English accent. So mm-hmm. maybe we should make him American or non-accent or something else. And then, and then it's just changed the character completely. Now, I think he was using James Bond as an example of what is happening to other franchises. Yeah, especially with all these streaming services from all these studios right. popping up and from, you know, tech companies like Amazon and Apple. And we've argued and felt that in the last, I don't know, decade or so that, that, the contents become really watered down. It's for mass global audiences, but it's not anywhere like healthy for American audiences. Like they've just really are just trying to get something out there that appeases everybody. And in a way it doesn't keep it a lasting impression for anybody. Or they're trying to just get so much of it out there for brand recognition, brand recognition sake. Right. When, you know, there's still the brand recognition, but it's, on that higher level it's on that um yeah on that higher level where you know it has meaning behind it i think the first time i really saw this and have felt it was was with the star wars i think yeah, yeah you know you really saw what disney's take on star wars was but disney came at it from such a high corporate level mm-hmm. and they say they gave a lot of ability for the creatives to be creative, but you know that they really reined in a few things. Yeah. And and then we really saw that again with Warners when they tried to step in and change certain things on Zack Snyder's, you know, Justice League mm-hmm. and things like that. And so that intrusion of the corporate executive into the into the process is just playing out so so differently in this day and age than it did back in the studio legacy days where the head of the studio would green light stuff or make changes or make you cast a certain actress. I mean, the meddling is not new. It's just the outcome of the meddling feels different now. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we just live in a world where thanks to, thanks to technology and the ability to have so much stuff out there, it just becomes a numbers game for all of these studios. So they have to be doing all they have to be looking over creative shoulders mm-hmm. to make sure all these checkboxes are being uh put down even more so than probably before so that way these numbers these subscriber numbers these box office mm-hmm. ticket numbers make sure that they are all you know exactly um what they were targeting to begin with so yeah it's a it's just an interesting take and i feel like there's a lot going to be a lot of people writing and talking about this concept as these legacy studios get bought up and traded and and reduced to just assets in a corporate sheet i mean i'm i'm kind of seeing that now with pixar i mean between soul and luca going to directly the streaming not even day and date like pixar was always considered since you know toy story as one of the crown jewel of um animation that's because they did so well in theaters. They made an impact for well, people who saw them in theaters. And... I think that the people behind them worked so hard to create something that was just beautiful and stunning on the big screen, mm-hmm. as well as having a good heartfelt story attached to it. Yeah. And it was that combination that really propelled Pixar above everybody else. Yeah. And, 
And I, and I'm sure that they're hurt because that's what they had, how they've been treated, how they were worked. You, you get treated respect, you put more into your work, you're incentivized more. Um, and I don't know if, if that, you know, if they keep doing that to Pixar moving forward, if you're going to see that same level of quality. I mean, I hope so. And I'm sure Disney will make sure that that's happening, whether it's, you know, maybe hopefully once again, a Pixar movie goes to theaters or whether they're making a, another a Pixar TV show for streaming. I mean, I, I hope that they make sure they know what they're doing and they treat these people with care, but it just, that compare, I'm just saying that that comparison yeah. could worst case scenario could be what becomes a bond, but, um, but you with the broccoli, that, yeah. oh, you go. You I go, was going to say, you hope that with the the broccoli family owning, still retaining ownership in it, that right. because there's that third party, that the this um, Amazon can't meddle as much. And but, the broccolis do. I mean, the, the the Bond movies are very hit and miss a lot of the time. Yeah. But the, I think the broccoli family understands that you have to space these out correctly and reboot them at the right time, so mm-hmm. that way there is still that. Um, you know, there's still that effect that people have with Bond to where they're like, I have to see the new Bond in theaters. Right. I have to go out and see who the next Bond is. I have to see if, you know, what the new tech is or what the new story is. Well, I think what you're seeing with Bond is that you have a family who has an, this is their asset. Yeah. Of one of many, I'm sure that they have, but this is an asset to them. And because it's personal and there's an interest there, they're going to maintain and protect and do what they can. Mm-hmm. It's hard when it, the asset is owned by a board of a corporation. There's not that personal person that you can call and be like, all right, what, what can we do to make this better? Yeah. Or like, what do you think of this idea? There, mm-hmm. There's none of that real brainstorming. And I think where you see corporations work well is if they tend to have that person as an executive on the, but has a real foresight um, I think Marvel has benefited from having Kevin Feige on that to a certain extent. Yeah. Putting the pieces so. together. Um, I think Star Wars may not have benefited from having Kathleen Kennedy be that person. You, there's some yeah. argument there that, that maybe she wasn't the best person for that. So so it's just hard. It's just hard having that. And back in the in the legacy days, you had a studio head and you, you know, that could have been that person making that decision. You could call them up. You don't really have that anymore. And even the studio heads answer to somebody in the structure. Right. So there's not a per- one person that could be like, I'm going to take a risk. And I think it's that lack of risk taking, mm-hmm. you know, why, when we say, oh, certain movies couldn't get made today, it's because there's not that one person pulling the trigger, believing in it. And these are just the results of that corporate structure invading this media and the consolidation of it. Speaking of movies that could not be made today, but are being made today, (laughs) Cody is very excited about this new casting announcement. Yes. Yes. I am so excited. I keep wanting to put it on the podcast so we could talk about it, but Henry Cavill is going to, was cast in the new Highlander remake. Superman himself. Oh my gosh, it's such a good, such a good idea. He was great in The Witcher, and so mm-hmm. I can only imagine him with long hair again, and wielding a sword is going to be impressive. Is, this, is he going to get typecast now that he's done being Superman? Oh, this is his this life is now. Fine. <laughs> but he might be okay with it. Riding I, horses, wielding swords, long hair. As long as it's... Well, uh, you can like age it. gracefully if you have gray hair starting when you're in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that was Geralt had... What is the character? 
it makes sense, him. Ted. It makes you, sense. You, you didn't don't play think the, the Highlander is going to have gray hair too? No. 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 What is it like? Long blonde hair? Yeah, I'm I think trying it was long blonde hair. And maybe it's not his same. Um, Ken's like, know, I don't care. Character. <laughs> and it, but it could be another McLeod character. Well, I don't know. I'm very excited. We'll. I can't wait to see it. I just don't know who wants this movie. I do. Uh, me, I I'm sitting here. Please. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a small group of you out there with the Highlander fan club on if, Facebook saying, "Yes, Christ, finally." If Christopher but, Lambert is still alive, I'm sure he really he wants this movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just but to if get they another can redo check. Mortal right. Kombat, they can redo this one, and I will. Oh, be I mean, there for it. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna redo everything, of course. But oh, Highlander is a they, very strange property to yeah that is are they hitting the nostalgic of the mid 90s and that's like my bread and butter is that what's happening maybe i'm excited for it though well the, wait when did this i'm trying to remember when this was just waiting for the three ninjas remake yeah <laughs> yeah just Rocky, go that Colt, far tum tum <laughs> let's, let's just do it might as well right. i mean i don't know i have no thoughts of this fine whatever i yeah. i don't know i don't have a clue if they're gonna stick to you know the 80s aesthetic of the highlander movies or if they'll make was it highlander more modern. in the 80s i thought it was in the 90s 86 yeah 86. i mean you'll probably watch oh it the, the original 90s. movie i did watch the tv show gotcha um oh what was his name adrian something uh with duncan mcleod of the clan mcleod okay moving on this yeah. kills this kills cat inside <laughs> <laughs> I like 80s action movies. Me too. 80s, 90s action movies are my bread and butter. Highlander is not an action movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't even show the heads getting chopped off. Lame. <laughs> Zero yeah. out of 10. That's the only way you can kill a Highlander, and then they don't show it. Well, they're not going to show. Yeah. You have to, to show it. I mean, it is R rated. I think they could have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta get right in there. And I need 80s, to see. Well, 80s R rated that, is the R R R that Cody described like a yeah. few minutes ago. I so mean, they really could have pulled it off. Yeah. So 80s R rated was should be M A for today. So yes. I'm I'm thinking there's room there there's room for this remake to make it awesome, blood and gory like they did with Mortal Kombat with the blood like clouds and pew, 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 you know, I think it'd be awesome. It could. I'm very excited. And though it is typecasting for Cavill, who else would have done? Maybe Ugh. Dwayne Johnson, but Cavill's no. a good choice. Dwayne I'm just... Johnson would be so annoying. I know he's big. It's not about being buff. It's just about having that gravelly voice that you would think and that timeliness about you that you feel like he could have lived through centuries. Dwayne Johnson is such a product of today. Like, <laughs> I, I you know could not even believe he lived even 100 years ago. I think Stanley Tucci would be a great Highlander. Oh, he can do no wrong. Come in. <laughs> Maybe as like the huh? old mentor, huh? like Sean Connery was. Sure. Why where not? he comes in and then he sacrifices he was, himself. Yeah. Uh, do you forget that he died almost immediately in no, that he movie? Not almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he he literally lived for thousands of years and, gave him and then died the in real time. <laughs> Japanese sword. It was amazing. Oh, and gosh. he sacrificed himself so that he could get away. All right, it was his on. time let's, to go. He was like thousands of years old. Let's talk about trailers. I'm over this okay. now. <laughs> All right. All right. What's first on our list for trailers? Uh, we have to play catch up because we yeah. forgot to talk about trailers last week. Uh, so do you want to start with Marvel's The Internals? Yeah, we'll start with that one. Um, so they did a short uh, trailer for Internals. You get to see a few of the characters, not all of them. 
Um, and like 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I, there, I was surprised there's more Eternals. And then I was a little disappointed. I didn't get to see how ripped Kumal Nanjiani has become in it. They just give him like one line in it. Oh, look at it. the look at his photo. Then I know. that's whew, wow. Yeah, it's good like for scary. you, man. Take it easy, you too. <laughs> well, it's um, impressive. <laughs> and Angelina Jolie looks great in it. She mm-hmm. is very striking. Um, so she doesn't look like a butch firefighter in this one. No. <laughs> The, no. rea- the reaction to this trailer was weird. There was people who were like, yeah, sign me up. I'm in. Really? Looks great. I thought it was and, then just... the, and then the other side was kind of like you, where you're mm-hmm. like, I didn't like Nomadland, so maybe I won't like this one, too, because it's right. the same director. So you just can't get into Marvel right now until we build yeah. something again. Of course, if you put Robert Downey Jr. in it, we will go see it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what it was for me. It just seemed lackluster. There, It was the way they cut the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there to emotionally excite you. It was a lot more mystery, like, ooh, there's a character. Ooh, there's a character. What? They all look pensive. I don't care about pensive. I don't care if they're worried about anything. I need some action, and that trailer didn't excite anything. Yeah, I'm, it, sure, I'm sure there'll be another trailer where it shows more action. Probably. I'm sure Marvel's listening. I just kind of like that it was a change of pace, because I've seen... Oh. All of the Marvel movies have, you know, the action. If it's a change of pace to can I see, whatever this trailer was, then I'm going to be bored out of my mind. Can I see Doctor Strange without the comedy or the action, please? <laughs> Here you go. Marvel's just, the Eternals. I just want the pre-origin origin movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so it was very conflicted uh, from a lot of people, but... I don't know. I'm sure there'll be another November Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, Yeah, there'll be another trailer and they'll show more action. Don't worry. It's Disney, so there'll be nine trailers, so you can piece together the movie. Yeah, (laughs) they just keep coming and coming and coming, and then I'm sure they featurettes and (laughs) yeah, sneak peeks. Even though it's the footage from the trailer, (laughs) I'm on to you guys. Um, What was our next one? The next one was Last Night in Soho, which is a horror movie. Or a horror time bending type of movie. Yeah, it took with a weird Edgar, turn, right? It, yeah, in the it took a weird turn in the trailer. I, I loved it. At first, you think it's just a like a neat time travel. Like, so there's this lonely looking girl, and she's a small town, and to the big city, and she's all alone, and she's not quite fitting in. And then somehow, she finds that she's time can time travel back into the, like the glorious like 30s of I think Lawrence it, 30s. I think yeah. yeah. Um, is it like New York or? Yeah, I would think you, it's New York. I got that impression. Wasn't the 30s the Dust Bowl in the Great Depression? Uh, or the 20s. Or in 20s. No, okay. Yeah, but we'll it's a glamorous that. time. And, just, and just she gets caught up. Sorry, I forgot about the. I didn't want there to be like a potato famine right. I missed in the trailer. <laughs> no, she gets caught up in the glamour of it all. But um, she's not herself. She looks like when she looks in a mirror, she's obviously this other woman beautifully dressed you know high end and she gets caught up in the living this life this other woman's life basically but then it takes a really dark turn in the trailer um you don't know if this other woman is caught up with nefarious characters you don't know if she gets killed and that you're this poor girl's reliving all these horrible things and then it turns into this weird like ghost thing where they're coming for her in real life and so yeah it took oh, a, i love it edgar took wright makes movie for theaters sign me up Oh, yeah. yeah. He champions the movie theater um, going experience. At least it was an original concept. Yeah, and I, and original I found concept. It was super interesting. Clever director. Mm-hmm. Trailer was edited so well. It was yeah, edited I, really well. This is now like my most anticipated movie. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Wow, we really shot up there. Oh, yeah, t- totally. I think it was Dune that was probably the one I was hyped for yeah. the most. But after seeing this trailer, like, it got my anticipation, like, way up there. So Well, I was thrown a little when the ghost started getting her at the end. Like, Yeah, sure. I'm, that maybe took it a step too, too far, far for me. Who are you going to yeah. call? <laughs> um, then Copyright claims. We can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't play that music. <laughs> and then we had uh, Escape Room 2. Did anyone see the right. first one? I didn't see I the first one. I saw the first one. It was fine. I think it was it, a serviceable. I mean, it was a good idea. Now, it was uh, a really yeah. good idea. It was a good. And that uh, caught people. And, I don't, and it did better, I think, because it was like, oh, this is an original kind of horror idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one is a more expensive version of oh. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and On a bigger, grander scale, but essentially the same movie as the first one. So it's like the winners of other escape rooms including like the main characters from the first movie and then they all have to do another escape room yeah it's like grand champion style gotcha okay also never ending but it has more technology involved in this one i thought that i was more intrigued by the traps because in the trailer the traps look very elaborate very like creative expensive creative Uh, yeah. yeah um but i i don't care for no the, the horror so i just really don't we've talked about this before me. but this is in the same vein as yeah. saw where the writing is the the strongest part of the film like the i the, the idea and the, the writing concept and the, oh the, the concept yeah that is the strongest part of the film i mean right. there's and then the writing is the weakest part <laughs> yeah the actual yeah. dialogue <laughs> the is... actual dialogue and, right yeah, yeah. so the uh the con the story the story writing not yes. the screenwriting yes 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 <laughs> is the best part i'm on board with that. Um, in keeping with the horror vein, we also watched um, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. And that one, I told... It's Uni- Shyamalan. Yeah, I told Universal <laughs> it's a horror film, but it feels really upscale. It uh, it doesn't... I don't know if there's going to be some twist on it at the oh, end. there will be a twist Because you kind of get a lot... You don't know if there will be a twist? Well, he, does, he said he doesn't want to do a twist on everything. That's what he's known for. But I feel like he's going back to his yeah, horror twisty he's, roots. No, yeah, he's... With right. this. But that's the twist. That's the twist. That's the twist. He got um, you. See, so you know, they go... It's a young family. They go to the beach. They Something happens and the kids start aging and then rapidly, other people start yeah. rapidly aging to become like deteriorated into skeletons. So... Sign me up the one the <laughs> one line i thought that was really funny was that the handsome uh middle-aged man uh, his wife points at him and goes honey you have a wrinkle and i'm like he kind of already did yeah, to begin yeah. with i am i missing something like i know he's good looking but he wasn't flawless by any means right. so but no it does it's Shyamalan. like the concept's good hopefully the execution is good but no this is it could be one of the few horror movies that plays well i have a feeling it's gonna look like the irishman without the expensive cameras (laughs) where everybody is just the same age they just act different yeah maybe that's what we're gonna get yeah (laughs) no i that that one i just thought looks okay there wasn't anything so intriguing i i don't know if his concept feels as interesting or or original or new as it did 20 years ago when horror wasn't as developed as it was as it is today Hmm. it's the same thing but the subtlety is the scary part of what he he, is he is such a good director that the quality is there it felt upscale to me in the quality yeah i agree with that last point yeah i do like the 
endlessness of like the idea of the beach and the ocean and how it looks and Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like a Truman Show ending (laughs) it could I mean you never know that's the first thing I thought of when I saw like the rowboat (laughs) (laughs) you're like I've seen this movie I know know what's where's Jim Carrey yeah where's the secret door in the horizon yeah where's Ed Harris directing from up above So on a brighter note, Jungle Cruise came out with a new trailer. That was fun. So you know how I hinted before that like Dwayne Johnson couldn't be Highlander? It wasn't much of a hint. Because he he just doesn't (laughs) look like he belongs in any other time. But now he is so big. the 2000s and on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I thought Jungle Cruise looked like a great family film. Emily Blunt is amazing. I definitely liked her way more in it. And I felt like they kind of had chemistry, you know. They They looked good. They played off each other for... um, And then it it looked kind of like pirates. Like they had Mm -hmm. these these jungle people in it, but they looked like like zombie pirates to me. Very pirates-esque between like the gun-ho adventure. yeah type with like a mystery involved but like, like treasure guy hunting with and... tentacles that look like what was it davy jones who yeah yeah, yeah. that's i just got that impression and i was like oh they just recycled that character i mean they're recycling the, they're recycling the concept of what if we make this theme park ride a movie yeah. so it's not too surprising that they're was, also like go back to the it, past it, scripts let's change out these names and yeah. it was either make a movie about it or tear the ride out and start over or so make yeah like, tear the ride out and make a both were gonna ant-man cost, ride both were yeah. gonna cost 200 million dollars so <laughs> at least a movie could get people onto doesn't, the streaming service. it does look like Yay. a really fun family film though for for is it end of july I think. yeah july 23rd yeah, I'll double check that. John Wayne, Clint Eastwood of our time. Just put him in a movie. Just put him in a movie. It'll Just work. Maybe not a period movie yep. where the clothes look like they had to take 10 tailors to make to get him over his biceps. <laughs> uh, July 30th, not 23rd. Okay, yeah. And on to this week's tra- trailers, um, Boss Baby 2. A lot of anime movies. So I really like the first Boss Baby. It was actually surprising i remember booking the original boss baby and thinking nobody's gonna like this like be worried that a baby with a man's voice was gonna be off-putting because it was at first but then it ended up being so funny so cute and full of heart that it is something we watch with our kids still like it's a good alec baldwin is regardless of what you think of him as a person yeah he is he is charming and he has that it, voice that he, hollywood that voice charming yeah comes through his voice even if it's an animated baby (laughs) so um i was actually really excited for this um when it was in september and then they moved it up to july and then they made it day and date with peacock and now the luster's kind of faded a little bit and then when we watched the trailer i think the concept's really funny there that they're going back but the one thing that's really off-putting to me is that the older brother doesn't have his same voice from the first film so he has like still an adult man voice and I didn't, I really didn't like that. That just personal thing. It just really bugged me. Oh, so you mean, uh, the main characters from the first movie, like, the brothers are yeah. adults now, but and then, then they they're go, turning back into, they're turning back into babies, at least right, in the trailer to and, help baby kind, you know, to help stop a madman. Yeah. But the, the, they still, bad have, babies. they still have their adult voices while being right. babies. And that's fine. Gotcha. That's okay. fine for, um, for the the boss baby character because he always had an adult man voice yeah. but the, his older brother had a younger kid's voice mm-hmm. and they i in the trailer doesn't appear that he has that again and it's like 
He still has James Marsden's voice. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Well, you couldn't just pay the original guy to come <laughs> back. Like, re- really, that guy was so expensive well, that you couldn't ha- bring him back in. I like Marsden as much as the next person, but I'm sure it would have been cheaper to bring back the the kid that played right. him in the first place. <laughs> Unless it's been so long that his voice changed. I mean, maybe. I that's that's not, Actually, that's a good point. And then they just make it that. an adult. Maybe that did happen. I don't know. It's just so... Ugh. I didn't like that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ken? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Paw Patrol. Ken, do you have any thoughts on Paw Patrol? Nope, we talked about it enough. Moving oh, on. No, I thought it looked really cute, actually. Oh, don't pump up the trailer. I'm going to pump it up a little bit because oh I, I think I'm... I'm still going to play it, even though it's day and day, because it does look really good. We're going to need a kid's movie about that time. And this just looked like the little TV show on a grand scale. And, and the puppies are so cute. I don't know how you can get around that. Okay. I got no thoughts either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, Reminiscence from Wonder Bros starring oh, Hugh Jackman. This one I thought looked so good. It did, didn't it? I Yeah. I loved Hugh Jackman in it. He mm-hmm. it gave me like a um, a time bending yeah uh, feel like I feel like it was a post uh, or I feel ne- like it was a Christ- future yeah Christopher Nolan feel to the film, mm-hmm. but also like a noir with noir feel. mystery added yeah. to it. It is directed by Christopher Nolan's brother, I believe. Uh, oh, with the really? with Christopher Nolan and his wife like producing it. So oh, that's why I get those vibes then. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, so it reminded me of everything that Christopher Nolan made and also kind of remind me of Blade Runner 2049 in some moments. But oh. the, the premise of it still seemed cool to me. And I'm on board with seeing Hugh Jackman in anything that's I not like, Wolverine. Like yeah. I'm glad he's finally moving on. I mean, I've loved him, but it's it, it was time to move on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every, I just would love to see this in the theater. I was kind of excited for the like detective, you know, a- agent for, you know, trying to go out the invite and help the femme fatale and get into the mystery of it all. And then adding yeah. the elements of the technology and a, a submerged Miami. And I, I mean, all the things that go in, there's so many layers to it. It was awesome. I missed the trailer for this one. So it's got huge Jack man mm-hmm. in it. Less huge, but yeah, less huge. Less huge. You so, can tell. Yeah. So huge. normal Jackman. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> and he doesn't have like a giant robot. He builds to fight things. No, no. but I still want, and real he steel doesn't too. have metal claws that come out of his body. No, no. And he doesn't sing. On. I don't think. No singing. No singing or dancing numbers yeah. in this one. Pass. It's a new. <laughs> no, it's a new Pass. frontier for him. And I, I. It's time to it, move on. Pass. I found it super interesting. I really want to see it. It is day and date, so I think that's the underlying thing that Ken's trying to get at. Also, on the movie, if he doesn't have claws, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back Wolverine. <laughs> well, keep that one on your back pocket because I thought it looked spectacular it could be in a good alternate title to play in yeah. august so i don't think hugh jackman picks bad projects i think he's at a point in his career where he doesn't have to take a flub to make some money no, so no, no. i'm i'm feeling good about this pass <laughs> okay so we're about in the middle yeah. uh so what's the final one? Oh, we have two more two we more. have road okay. runner which is a documentary about anthony bourdain and that I'm not super into documentaries, especially in summer, because we have enough content. It's hard to fit those things in. Yeah. But this looked really good. I mean, it's just sad. You you know that 
it doesn't end well in it. Mm-hmm. And but I found him being an intriguing person, and I I think a documentary that looks at his life is going to be interesting. In certain markets, this is going to do massive numbers. You think so? Yes. Like where? Well, this is an an art market. So if you right. have art house theaters, places where this can sit and and brew on a small screen. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really going to do a monster number. I mean, I mean could, do you think, like, more urban markets? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, urban markets on the coast, especially California, Oregon, Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to put up massive numbers. Probably such like a huge, the foodie markets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a foodies, huge, yeah. huge audience. I mean, in the restaurant industry, but also outside of it, just yeah. because he was such an engaging character. Mm-hmm. I was engaged. I never really watched his show or knew much about him. So, um no, his his show was his show was good. It was just he was that embodiment of the person who was really adventuring. I right. Mean, one time, you know, he's out on a boat without a paddle. Next time, he's in a restaurant eating eyeballs. Yeah. And then he's drinking way too much tequila in Mexico, and it, so it became was, like the ultimate adventurer for modern times. Yeah, he kind of, I guess, in a way, kind of pioneered those other type of personalities or the types of shows that you see yeah yeah kind of travel influencers that are like go ahead and have this experience and we'll document it but Mm -hmm. he actually did that in a more authentic way he made a real version of the travel log like he kind of perfected it for the way people actually travel now Uh uh-huh i mean there's no right rick steve's guide to antarctica <laughs> like he would actually go to antarctica and right. then eat seal you like that was yeah joke but yeah. i planned yeah. part of my trip in europe when i was in my 20s off of rick steve's books <laughs> and they worked so ha well that explains uh that reference yeah. <laughs> i still have that. all right what was the last one okay last one werewolves within this is from ifc this comes out the same week as f9 i think it's gonna get overlooked but the trailer had this really funky like a humor running through it against another scary horror film but it had i mean the whole trailer had comedic moments in it and i my only whole hope is that it doesn't show all the best comedic moments are in the trailer, but I feel like because it didn't just splash them in there, that it was pretty, it was an undercurrent of humor and it was more of a, like it was more in the dialogue and the style of the dialogue that I think this one could be like a, a really pleasant little surprise that could be overlooked. So I'm, I'm really keeping it on my radar and I'm going to see if I can find places for it on the 25th. The comparison I see is Bleecker Street's uh, Save Yourself from last year. Granted, obviously yeah. that didn't perform well, but no. Um, if done, if in the right market and, you know, when theaters are open, right. it, it could be that pleasant surprise. Like if the humor lands and if it's well done, it's not going to be like a box office smash, but it could be, right. you know, that good alternate title that someone could just come to the theater and be like oh, i guess i'll see that see F9 if it's funny sold out what's this one yeah and be pleasantly surprised yeah could be a curiosity factor too mm-hmm. i mean horror comedies don't really happen i guess more so maybe on streaming than theatricals so yeah if this is i believe this might be theatrical only so no that it's could got be. a short window. it's got a short window it's a short window yeah. very short right. window but less than seven days yeah it's got a really oh, short window yeah. but i think i think that's okay yeah. um it's just... i think it'll be better than save yourselves because 
that just ended up not being that funny throughout. The best parts were the ones in the trailer. And it, mm, okay. And it wasn't rated R for any particular reason. Yeah. No, <laughs> gotcha. it didn't need to be an R. It should have been a PG-13. The poofs were fun. Were were kind of cute and God, stuff, I saw but this movie. <laughs> but the ending kind of ruined it too. It was just a lame ending. So I, okay. I hope I have higher hopes for this one. Yeah, I'm just Absolutely. saying the 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 comparison yeah. could be there. It's it a funky kind of funny horror. Yeah, offbeat. Well, All uh, the male actors yeah. have bad haircuts. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of gave me a Fargo feel with the gal in the. Um, was she a postal worker or a, uh, the the cop? Well, she, she was, was a, cop. a cop. Yeah, yeah. So she gave me that Fargo feel, being like all zipped up in that <laughs> cop like jacket and hat with a fur. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I think I liked that. I think that worked for me. Cody I liked mean, it. I mean, yeah. it worked for her. That's a better comp than my Save Yourselves one. I'd <laughs> yeah. love this to be the next Fargo. Sign me up. <laughs> Academy Award winning movie. There we go. Academy Award winning. <laughs> Werewolves Within. For a movie that didn't make 100000 its opening weekend. Too. Like, one of the biggest cult classics I of all time. I just got oh. the vibe Perfect. from her. Love it. I think it was shot. like... It's similar Gosh. to Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> You're terrible. All right. Okay. All right. Are we, we done? I think we're done with all the trailers, all the topics. How about we wrap things up? Yeah. Send us out of Please here, Kyle. Please wrap it up, Kyle. All so right. Ken can stop talking. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to the newest episode of Off the Break Podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at SilverScreenInsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated and accurate information for upcoming releases and marketing assets for them, check us out on that website. Uh, there will be a lot available there. Yeah. Have a great weekend, guys. Get in the summer spirit. No, we weren't supposed to talk. <laughs> Get in the summer spirit. We're conjuring up some big grosses this week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.